You are listening to the Citrep Podcast, your source for everything related to historical wargaming. Whether you are looking for the latest wargaming news, reviews, painting tutorials, or playthroughs, you will hear about it right here. So grab your favorite beverage or brush and let's hit it. Hello, everybody. This is Bill, Citrep 6, and I'm flying solo today. It is a holiday. It is Easter across the world, and I gave the team the weekend off for the holidays. So, but the show must go on. And so here I am with you at whatever time of day or night you're listening to this to continue the awesome steam engine rolling down the tracks that is the Set Rep Podcast. And honestly, I cannot be more excited for what has happened today, or actually I should say this week, we did it on YouTube. We hit over 500 subscribers. Yes, you heard that right. We are over 500 subscribers. Uh, last time I checked, which was going to be right now, I'm going to pull it up. But actually, last time I checked, it was yesterday. We were at 508 Let's see where we stand right the second a time of recording. We are at 508. So 508 subscribers currently. So that's awesome, guys. So thank you to everybody out there. Please make sure you're letting everybody know about our podcast. We, you know, we concentrate on moderns, but we're covering all historical. Uh, as you saw on Wednesday night's live stream, if you joined us, I unboxed the Warlord Games Black Powder Epic Battles American Civil War pre-order bundle. There is a lot of stuff in there, and uh, I'm impressed. So um, we're going to talk about different things, and if I ramble on, I apologize, but this is just an easygoing Sunday show, and we're just going to talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that and see where it takes us. So let's talk about this Warlord uh, Epic Battles system. So these are, I think the advertisement is what, 12 millimeter? And they're really closer to 15. Um, so I, uh, in, in in the pre-order bundle, you got two brigade sets. I'm, I'm looking at the box to make sure I get the correct terminology. You got two brigade sets, uh, Union and a Confederate, plus the actual Civil War bundle. Uh, it came out as a signed set, so I got a signed um, Glory Hallelujah expansion book for the Black Powder System, signed by the author. And you get a nice, uh, as Erasmus politely corrected me, because I'm not familiar with the sizing of over in the UK and Europe, an A5. We go by dimensions here. You guys go by a, a code. Um, so it's an A5 book, so it's a smaller one. It's like a 7 by 6 ish um, book. And uh, nice full-color pages, high-quality printing. So it's really nice. It's nice to have that as a quote-unquote pocket book or, you know, smaller, easily carried-around book. And you also got a supplement uh, for the Epic Battles as well. And it goes into some of the rules particular to Epic Battles and gives you a little background and how to paint some miniatures and things like that. It's a great bundle. Uh, if you were one of the ones who were able to jump in on the pre-order bundle, um, definitely worth getting, most definite. So this leads me into another uh, topic regarding this. 
is that I started working on one of the uh, brigade box or um, brigade boxes. Yes, right? Is that what it's called? Brigade boxes. Hold on a minute. Yes, brigade boxes. For some reason, I kept doubting myself as to that's what it was, but it is a brigade box. So in the brigade box, you get 300 infantry, line infantry. Uh, you get a mounted officer, and you get a battery of artillery, one one stand. Um, and that's to represent a battery for that regiment. So each sprue contains 100 Miniatures, you know, they're on a stand each, so there are five stands, so there's 10, right? Is it 10? So I think each row is supposed to represent 100 guys, or 10 guys, 20 guys, whatever. I, I Boy, I'm really sucking my math this morning. Uh, I've only had a cup of coffee, so please forgive me. So anyway, so you get these uh, miniatures on, on these nice sprues, and they're colored, based upon the uh, faction or side that they're on. So the Union are molded in blue, and the Confederates are molded in gray. Um, So me being in a rush to start working on some of these, I'm like, I got to keep the momentum going. I took out the uh, Union brigade box. I took out a sprue. I clipped them, cleaned them up a little bit. There wasn't a lot uh, to clean up, to be honest with you. And mounted them to their bases. And once I did that, I primed them. Once I got them back inside after the priming dried, I'm looking at them going, what the hell did I just do? I can't paint these properly, quote unquote, because there's two rows per stand. So I can get the front side of the front unit and the back side of the back unit. And then I have to do some quick brushing in the tight space between them. I can't do a lot of detail. However, it's working so far, but um, that was my first big boo-boo. So it leads me to the question for you guys out there. Have you ever been in such a rush? You, you, you think you had this plan in your head and you go and do it, and then after you've done it, you're like, crap, that doesn't work. Or now what do I do, right? So so we're, I'm working on them. I mean, they'll come out nice. I mean, there are so many guys that once it's all done – I mean, you really, unless you're looking for it, you're really not going to notice. I mean, there are over 3,000 miniatures in the, in the pre-order bundle, you know, at 12 mil, 15 mil, whatever you want to consider it. And um, you're not going to really look, see it, you know, from a two-foot tabletop view or, you know, whatever height you're looking at, unless you're down in front of them, you know, eagle-eyeing them. So... I'm excited, though. Um, I, I'm going to get these guys painted up. So what I've decided to do is on the next two sprues in this brigade box is I'm going to paint them right on the sprue and then assemble them. That way I can get in there and do it justice. I mean, the ones I've already assembled in our painting, they'll look good. Uh, don't worry. They will look good. But I, I can do a better job by painting them on the sprue. And, and it'll go fast. Uh, it, the painting for these is pretty quick. You know, you're blocking the pants, you're blocking the blouses, then you're going to do some dabs of black on their boots. Um, you know, their hats are dark blue as well. The rifles, you know, you're going to paint uh, a, a brown uh, for the wood stocks and then go over with some kind of metallic gray or, you know, gun stock or gun barrel or whatever, you know, gun metal gray or whatever you're using. And, um, 
they have some some have bed rolls or blankets and they have their um, biscuit bags or ammo bags whatever you want to call it um you know you paint those black so there's a little bit of detail you know it's just a little bit and then the faces and stuff it's literally just a nice thin coat of some flesh tone and then going over it with some flesh wash to bring out some little bit of detail. Because when you put it on, on the stand and you've got, you know, like I said, from tabletop view, you're not going to see a lot of detail. So, um, you know, it really is one of those things. So, you know, it's really cool. So I'm looking forward to getting it all together. And, um, yeah. It's pretty awesome, guys. So, also, um, so we'll be working on that. And hopefully, um, is that who I think it is? So, I just got a friend request from an old friend of mine. Um, a lot of you probably will not recognize the name, but if you're from the Chicagoland area, you will. Uh, Steve McMichael. Who is Steve McMichael, you asked? Steve McMichael is a former Chicago Bears football player. He played in the 80s. He was on the Super Bowl championship team. And I actually played golf with Steve. Um, He was very involved in a lot of uh, charities and other things. And he was friends with my former police chief. And so I got to know him through my um, police chief and police work. And so, yeah, awesome. All right. Moving along, I'm just trying to catch up on any messages here. I'm going to be jumping into our uh, YouTube page here and Facebook just to do any catch-ups. That's not what I wanted. YouTube studio, where are you? There you are. Okay, so what else is going on in the world? Well, there's a lot of 3D printing projects going on. Um, Bob Max, the one... And the guys we had on the show, Brad and Bob, uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, their Kickstarter ended successfully. And um, very happy to see that. So I'm looking at some comments. Um, a comment of the um, video that uh jim put up of russia versus ukraine uh david put um in parentheses putin evil direct dictator on um russia get out of the ukraine go ukraine military god bless uh demon slayer won't have to wait this looks to kick off within a few days or weeks at this rate nato obstructing nord pipeline crimean bridge down this is crazy um and then uh comment on my uh unboxing video from wednesday night Painting podcast for weeks. I, I will do a painting video um, just when I do it properly. But, yeah. So let's talk about our milestone. So like I said in the beginning of the show, we hit 500-plus subscribers this week. An amazing accomplishment. And it's, there's going to be people out there who are our YouTube aficionados that are going, 500 subscribers, that's nothing. And, wow, you can hit 500 subscribers. I mean, we started the year at, I think, 300, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we have a goal of 600 by the end of, of 2021. Uh, I am sure with the momentum we're currently at, I, I sure think we'll hit that 600. Um, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to put out there that I want more, but obviously everybody wants more. Um, but it just it drives me, and I hope the rest of the team, to want to put out more quality content for y'all 
you know, so you feel like this is an awesome channel. You're getting some good tips and seeing some awesome games and everything else that goes along with it. So because we hit 500 uh, subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to do a prize pool. So we'll be uh, putting up a video. And on that video, it will be a, a, a prize announcement video just for YouTube. And everybody that comments on that video will get entered twice into a prize pool draw. So my hope is I will get the subscriber list um, to our channel. And then if you comment on that video, you'll get entered a second time. So you can have a maximum of two entries for the prize pool. So I can tell you the prize pool will have um, a modern starter set in it. Uh, there'll be some terrain um, and some other things. I'm, I'm going to reach out to some of our friends and see if they'd be willing to offer up a little prize support. But And then we'll do the same thing when we hit 500 over on Facebook. Let's take a look at Facebook while I'm at it, just so I don't forget. So currently... On Facebook, we are at we are at 476 people. We really we've kind of stalled out on Facebook. I think we've been at 476 for over a week now. And I know uh, there's a lot of people that listen that don't use Facebook. Um, so what I'd like to hear from you guys is. Um, Do you find Facebook of value? I mean, we're not going to get rid of our Facebook page by any means. It is an easy, free uh, platform for social postings. Um, what I'm thinking of doing is starting our own official website as well um, and going from there. So, and, and another thing is, is that we are now... The podcast itself is available on just about every platform there is um, to listen to audio. Let me bring this up here. So let me see. I know we were on. Um, we got uh, embedded players now. Um, so. I might be putting up a website soon. Uh, we have custom bags coming up soon. We have custom patches coming up soon. Okay, we're on Spotify now. I can tell you that much. We're on, um, I believe we're coming to Pandora. I don't know if I've heard if we're on Pandora yet. Um, but... Yeah, so um, I know we're on, oh boy, there's so much going on. Um, sorry, guys, I, I'm trying to, you know, make sure I'm up to s snuff on this, but we're on just about every streaming platform that's out there. Um, you know, Apple, Google, any kind of um, podcasting software, you will find us on there. Um, so 
but we have new logos, new graphics. Uh, we have new T-shirts. Um, I'm going to be, like I said, I think I'm going to put up a website where we can do our own T-shirts versus going through Zazzle uh, just because the cost is so high. Um, you know, whereas if I order them bulk, you know, I can get a better pricing, you know, as a wholesale and then that savings can go on to you. So instead of a T-shirt costing you, you know, was it 30 pounds? I think somebody said, um, it, you know, it'll be, well, $20 U.S., so what is that? Fifteen pounds. So roughly half the price. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of those things. Um, you know, we're, and and Annie's making patches. She's making embroidered backpacks, which would be cool. Hopefully, I don't know if I'll get them in time for um, Little Wars, but I'm sure hoping so. And. Uh, You know, it's it's one of those things where I, I can't wait to oops uh, grow everybody's thing. Um, you know, the the new T-shirts are awesome. If you guys haven't seen the graphic on um, Facebook, obviously, if you're not on Facebook, you wouldn't have seen it. Um, I am hoping to get some samples in soon. And uh, like I said, we should have T-shirts at least for uh, Little Wars. Um I don't know if we'll have them available for sale at the show, um, but the staff will be wearing them. Um, I got to find out exactly who's coming. So there'll be at least two of us, if not three, possibly four. It just depends on um, need and everything. So, um, yeah. So, you know, look out for that kind of stuff. So we are growing. And so, you know, there will be a price. So I will make a video uh, exclusively for YouTube that will show um what you will get so like i said it'll be a starter set uh it might be a specter starter set maybe and um and some terrain and then i'll see what else i can do i'm gonna reach out like i said i'll reach out to a couple uh, of our our uh, company our um, producer friends and see how they could support us if if they're willing to and if they're not that's cool you know it's been a tough year you know we i totally understand um, so let's talk about some other things that have, um, I'm going to bring up the Facebook page because our good, our social media manager, Mr. Chris Long keeps that page a hopping, um, when others aren't posting. So I'm just going to pop in to see if we got any news, uh, overview. Come on now. All right. Let's see here. So I hope all of you guys have had a chance to um, check out our parts one and two of the uh, Ultra Combat Modern uh, playthrough video. Yes, we know we got a couple things wrong. Uh, but all in all, I thought it went really well, you know, for a first time serious playthrough. We, we did a couple turn tests before we actually filmed. Um, and I know Marty played a, uh, a play. I think he played the first scenario previously. Um, but under camera, it, you know, it, it's a little different, you know, unless you've played it 20 plus times, you know, it's one of those things that you're going to refer to, especially when you're trying to get through so many different rule books. Um, there was an announcement on our Facebook page. The Marine Corps is about to reinvent itself drastically. So they're going back to uh, what they were designed to be an amphibious assault group. So they're getting rid of a lot of their heavy stuff and, and their aircraft and things like that. 
uh, Quartermaster 3D. Uh, it was another um, 3D project on Kickstarter. Um, they're just about finished with the last stretch goal of the Kickstarter, and that was the Abrams, M1 Abrams. Uh, they'd be able to 3D print. So I, I need to start printing up some of that stuff. Um, so Battlefront has announced the West German Army uh, coming to Team Yankee in May. Um, so it looks like got Leopards and Hueys, of all things, and some kind of armored fighting vehicle. I'm not sure what the uh, German equivalent of the uh, fighting vehicle is, but it looks pretty cool. Um, Enemy Spotted Studios is showing off some modern guys, uh, working projects and live stream showcasing appropriate scaling of weapons and models. Um, so he's really working on some um, STL files. Um, very interesting. They look pretty good. So let's see what else. Anything that earth shattering. Uh, Paul Hicks is posting up there for Baron's War uh, 3 Kickstarter. So, you know, I'm not sure if that's still going on at the moment. So let me take a quick gander. Uh, if you're into that time period, uh, is this the American Civil War? Or not American Civil Sorry, guys. English Civil War. Um, I got American Civil War in the brain. Um, you can get some really interesting figures. Um, yeah, for some reason, the uh, Kickstarter page is not popping up here. So, it doesn't want to pop up. Okay, well, then fine. What I'm finding really interesting is that Rubicon Models has posted some Viet Cong plastic sprues. And I tell you what, these guys look pretty darn good. They look really good. And I'm assuming these are in 28 mil. If anybody is out there can correct me, I would appreciate it. But I think it's, yep, 28 mil. So lots of pieces. I tell you what, Rubicon, they do a lot of really great stuff. But, man, there's a lot of pieces. I mean, you get the different arms, different heads type things, weapons. So it's pretty cool. Um, so over our friends over at, um, oh, hold on a minute. Boy, nothing is coming up today. Um, Robert, our, uh, I cannot get anything to pop up today. I, it's making it look really stupid at the moment. Um, so Battlespace posted a new uh, Let's Play for Operation Desert Snake. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, Plastic Soldier Company made the announcement that they've completed the manuscript for Centag. It's going to be the Army uh, List expansion for Battlegroup North Hag, and, uh, which is awesome. Um, Rubicon Models, again, uh, showed off their crew, uh, the pilot and gunner sculpts for the UH-1 Huey. Um, look really good. Look really good. And again, then we had our announcement for our patches and uh, backpacks. And then Jim had his war in the Ukraine. What if scenario that he did a uh, playthrough on? And um, yeah, just going back a little bit further, Plastic Soldier Company again shows off a 15 millimeter plastic ultra cast pack to support um, Mortem at Glorium, Ancient's Rage. Uh, this time the Carthaginian elephants. Could you imagine 
being in that time and being on the opposite side of the elephant and never have seen an elephant before and have it coming charging at you. That's crazy. So a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, Quartermaster 3D had, had done a Desert Patrol vehicle, so like a um, dune buggy. I want It's not really a Razor. It's more like a dune buggy. So a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, like I said, we'll be at Little Wars, which is April 29th through May 2nd. Uh, we will not be there the whole show. Uh, we're going to get there Friday afternoon and set up, and we might do a quick uh, video uh, preview of the show. And then um, Saturday is when we're going to hit it because that's going to be the busiest day. And, you know, we have regular jobs. And um, since we kind of got this one at last minute because we weren't sure, sure if the show was going to go on because, you know, freaking COVID. Um kind of committed late to it but the the fine folks over at um little wars and um hmgs midwest are very excited to see us there so uh we hope we can present some really cool stuff so it's pretty awesome okay so also let us so, like I said, we promoted our new T-shirts and sweatshirts and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to get some shirts made up. Let's talk about some projects. So, like I said, I've been working on the uh, American Civil War stuff. And uh, I still have War in the Pac- or Victory in the Pacific to work on because uh, I want to do some of that. Um what would you guys like to see us tackle? Is there a rule set or game out there that we haven't talked about or covered that you would like us to tackle because maybe you're interested in, but you're not sure if you should pull the trigger on it? Um, reach out to us, and we will try and get our hands on it, um, whether it's a rule book or a game itself or even miniatures. You know, If there's some interesting miniatures out there, and um, we'll get our hands on it, and we'll do a uh, review and video for you. Um, and then that way you can decide if that's something you want to do. So we're always happy to do that. Um, what else? So other than that, you know, it's just comes down to, you know, every, it, it's that time of year where people start talking about their pile of shame. Um, holy cow, do I have a huge pile of shame. I have so much stuff right now that um, it's kind of, it hurts. I guess the best way. There's so much stuff I want to be working on, and uh, I just don't have time. You know, my new full time job, I transferred to a different hospital, and it's a little bit further away. So it takes me an hour and a half to drive to work and an hour and a half to drive home. So I typically leave about 6 30 at the latest a.m. to get there by 8, and typically living work around 5 ish. And so I'm not getting home till almost seven o'clock, depending on traffic. So by the time I get home and eat supper, and you know, then I got about two hours of downtime um, before I head off to bed. So I don't get a lot of time Monday through Friday to do hobby stuff. So like you know, Wednesday night's show was kind of a cluster uh, because I was trying to set up equipment at the very last minute. So I literally got in through the door to the house. Uh, said hi to Dawn and uh, ran upstairs to start setting stuff up. And then uh, she had some supper ready. So I choked down some food and, you know, it took me about five minutes and then ran up here and started working and discovered we had issues, you know, while we're broadcasting. 
And that's mostly my fault. I should have had stuff set up before, but you know, we're use we don't have a dedicated studio anymore like we did previously when we were working for Beast of War. You know, our dedicated studio is now at Chris's house in his basement. We set up and that's where you see us filming the Ultra Combat Modern uh, games. Um, but for like live streams and stuff, uh, currently I don't have anything permanently set up. But I can tell you, I'm gonna, I'll be changing that um, as I look into doing some other things. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited for that. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I I cannot wait to change up some things. And, um, you know, give you a higher quality uh, video for that. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at different things. I'm trying to I'm trying to cover so much stuff at the same time and going, oh, I need that. I need that. So, um, yeah. So the quality will get there and we'll, you know, I, I'll figure out the freaking uh, – audio issue keep having what i discovered was i was trying to use um originally my gopro 9 as a webcam and learned that for whatever reason it will not do audio at the same time it does video as a webcam um and that seems to be a big gripe in the forums for uh that so which is fine so I'm looking at a Rode uh, wireless mic system. Uh, we have other wireless mics, but um, we have different ones. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at these Rodes because they're a lot smaller, and that, that'll help as well. And then I'm going to bring up my GH3, if I can find it. It's here somewhere um, as a main camera because it's an amazing camera. Uh, it gives you a really good high-quality um, video. So we shall see, um, but we'll get it all squared away. Um, but yeah, I'd like you guys to let me know what you think as far as projects or if there's, uh, you know, like I said, something that you really, really would like to see. Um, what am I thinking? Uh, for us to look at, you know, um, we're happy to help you uh, any way we can. And um, I'd love to, you know, take on some other projects. Um, so please, please, please let us know what you think. And then we can go from there. Um, what else can I say? Uh, so I was looking at some different roles and different games and things. And what I've decided is that there's so much stuff out there that I really need to get my hands on or play. I was looking at um, uh, Rangers of the Shadow Deep. I, I bought the uh, special edition Leatherbound book, and I have yet to actually read it. And it's surprising. I know it's not historical, guys, but just bear with me for a second. The point being is that I have a lot of role sets and games out there I haven't even really looked at, and this is one of them. Um, so I was reading it uh, before I went to bed the other night. And it looks really interesting. It has a very D&D-esque, RPG-esque uh, feel to it, which I thought was cool. Um, I still have, like I said, I still have Victory at Sea or Victory in the Pacific that I have to play. Uh, I've read through the rule book once, you know, very briefly. 
Um, but I, I have to get that together. Uh, North Hag, for God's sakes. You know, we, we interviewed peers and, you know, I got my bundles and uh, I have another giveaway bundle. Um, we gave away a bundle uh, to someone. Um, I think Paul was the winner of that one. And uh, there might be another one in, in one of our prize packs for our 500-500. So be on the lookout for that. So, guys, you need to l- let people know. Um, so, I mean, what game do you have that you haven't even played? Make sure you mention it in the comments. You know, it, did you buy something, all excited to play it, and then it just been sitting on your shelf? And do you have intentions to play it? Or have you been thinking about maybe I should sell it on eBay? Uh, I can tell you Gaz has been doing quite a bit of um, selling on eBay, getting rid of all. He's thinning out his herd, if you will. Um, you know, he's decided that he's got too much stuff. And he wants to thin things out and concentrate on what he enjoys doing. And I think that's an excellent idea. I really do. You know, I, I've kind of debated that myself, but um, I want to say I'm a hoarder. Um, but, man, I think I, I want to get that. I mean, I bought it for a reason. But, you know, there are some things that I, I think I can um, part with. Um, one of them is probably Wild West Exodus. I don't think I'll ever play that game. Uh, it's not a bad game. I have the original set. Um, we, I, it, how do I put this p- politely? I thought it was something different than it is. Um, I'm a fan of Old West. I thought it was a new spin on an Old West game, which it technically is. But there's such a huge sci-fi slash steampunk to it that doesn't it's not my gig as i guess i should say um you know we knew romeo from um um the bad company oh my god i am so blanking this morning i think i need more coffee um oh my gosh what is the name of the company y'all are screaming at your radios right now um i know you are or your computer radios who's listening to this on the radios um and that was a stupid thing hold on a minute guys what is the name of that company romeo i am so sorry my friend um i cannot believe battle foam god bless america how could i forget battle foam um Romeo's company, Battlefoam, they actually made Wild West Exodus. They were, they were the ones who created it. And then things kind of got weird, I guess, and they sold it. And I think, is it Wayland Games that has it now? Um, I can't remember which company has it, but, you know, another company picked it up. So I have the original sets for that, and we're, we've never played it. It's sitting in storage. I think we started painting some of it, and it's just not my thing. So... You know, if there's anybody out there that would like uh, an original Wild West Exodus set, um, email us at sitrep.podcast at gmail.com, and um, I will give it to you. You just got to cover postage. That's all. Um, I will happily send that on its way to somebody who will appreciate it and play it. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, you know, we have Malifaux, which we'll keep because we do like Malifaux. Dawn likes Malifaux. She likes the weird stuff. Um, I have a ton of 
Lord of the Rings stuff that I have to put together that I'm not giving away. Sorry, guys, that's staying here. Um, Historicals wise, I have battle. Um, let's see, I have um, bolt action, which we'll keep. Um, I like bolt action. It's a fun game, you know. It's it, it's it's a beer and popcorn type game. I I personally think. Um, what else do we have? Got a lot of terrain. Um, I have uh, test of honor. Um, still in the box, never assembled. Um, I'm debating on whether keeping that or. Um, giving that one away as well. I don't know if I'll ever play it, to be honest with you. Um, I'll tell you what. If there's someone out there who would like the initial pre-order bundle for Test of Honor, uh, again, email us at sitrep.podcast.gmail.com and tell me, sell me a good reason to uh, send it to you. Again, it, I will send it to you for free. You just have to pay uh, postage. Um, but I, I need to be convinced to give that one away. I'm on the fence on that one. Convince me to send it to you. Um, like I said, it's I, I've opened the boxes to look at the, the sprues, but I have not played the game. Uh, it's still literally in the original shipping box. Um, so uh, if you're interested in Test of Honor, the original set, um, Send me an email at sitrep.podcast at gmail.com and convince me to give it away. Like I said, I'm on the fence on that one. I still have uh, quite a few boxes of Perry miniatures for American Civil War and 28 millimeter. Uh, that was going to be my original Devil's Den from Gettysburg uh, Battle. Um, and that is a project that I have not worked on yet. I'm not going to give those away. At this point, uh, I still am interested in that, but I'm really going to concentrate on epic battles at this point. That might get me uh, convinced to do uh, the 28 mil. We'll see. I might come back to you at a, at a near time in the future and say, anybody interested in some Perry miniatures? Yeah, you know, you pay shipping, I, I will send them to you. Um, but at this point, I think I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit. Let's see, what else do we have? Uh, I've got Team Yankee, um, the original set, uh, American set that came out. And I think I, I bought some other sets as well, and I have yet to put them together. Those I'm going to hold on to, at least for this point in time. Uh, I did, re and a lot of it is because uh, the boot camp weekend at uh, Beast of War headquarters in Ireland, you know, we went for release weekend, which was uh, Thanksgiving whatever year that came out. It's been, I think, God, four years now, maybe five. Um, and it was a really great time. I really enjoyed it. I got to hang out with some really great guys. Um, so Ben and um, all the guys, everybody. Um, it was, yeah, Ben and Ben, um, Ben and I, Ben from Beast of War and I, you know, we were um, staying at the same bed and breakfast and I had rented a car, and at that time he didn't drive, um, which for an American blows my mind that there's a lot of people over there that don't drive. Um, so I was driving, and we got up one morning to head over to the studio early, and you know we're walking out to the car, and he goes to the left side of the car, and I'm like, Ben, you don't have a license. And he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, uh, I'm driving. He goes, yeah, I know. 
And I'm like, yeah, but you're on the wrong side of the car. He goes, no, you're on the wrong side of the car. And I forgot, you know, right-handed drive. So, um, but we had a great time with everybody, Bruce and uh, Ben and Ben and, you know, everybody that was there. Big Jim was there. Um, that's where I met Jim was at the uh, Team Yankee boot camp. And then um, we created the rules for the helicopter combat game. Um you know, where everybody got a helicopter, Heinz, Cobras, whatever, you know, was available in the sets. Um, and uh, you had certain rules and we went through this. It was like a canyon terrain. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, you know, and you did aerial combat and helicopters. You know, there was pedal turns and all different things. So, you know, we tried to make it simple and fast, but, you know, put in a little bit of strategy and skill as well. So I, I have the Team Yankee stuff. Um, I got a lot of modern stuff that obviously I'll be keeping. Um, I'm looking around to see what else I have. I have so much stuff. So here, here's something. Um, if you or anybody you know is interested in a G.I. Joe collection of the 12-inch um, action figures, they're not dolls, they're action figures, I have a decent collection. Um, I have a lot of the stuff that came out in the 90s and 2000s still in boxes. Uh, I have some original Adventure Team stuff from the early 70s, uh, late 60s, early 70s. I have an in-the-box. The box is a little beat up, but it's in-the-box. Uh, search for the Stolen Idol and the G.I. Joe Adventure Team headquarters. And uh, some collectors, Masterpiece Edition G.I. Joes. I have all four. Um, so everything is in boxes except for a few items. Um, I've collected this because it's one of the best memories I had as a kid. Um, my early childhood was not the greatest. Um, my parents got divorced and other things, but those were my happy moments. But honestly, at this point in time, it's taking up a lot of space and, you know, I'm not appreciating it like I used to. Um, so if you or someone you know is interested in a G.I. Joe collection, email me at sitrep.podcast at gmail.com. Now, that one I'm not going to give away for free. Um, but I can send you pictures and inventory, and we can discuss uh, price. Believe me, it will be very fair. I know, it sounds like I'm doing uh, the Home Shopping Network or, you know, something like that. But, you know, the point is, is that Gaz got me thinking um, – you know, on our show a couple uh, shows back where he, you know, you know, he started selling stuff. And he's like, I don't really, you know, he, 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 it, to me, it sounded like he had true burnout. You know, he had hobby burnout, wasn't interested in doing much. Didn't want to play games, you know, just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to be in the hobby anymore. Um, we've all been there. But I think on the other side of the token, when you have so much and becomes intimidating, it's easy to just close the door to your hobby room if you have a hobby room or a cabinet or whatever and just pretend it doesn't exist. And I think that's where I'm at. Because I have the hobby room where you see us do the unboxings and painting. That's uh, a separate room above my garage that's off of my master bedroom. Um, so that's my hobby room. That's where my computers are and painting table and stuff are. And then I have a second walk-in closet that separates uh, the master bedroom to the hobby room. And that is full to the brim, uh, mostly hobby stuff. It also has other items in it, but a lot of it is uh, hobby stuff. You know, we got X-Wing in there. 
We have Armada in there. We have, you know, like I said, uh, Bolt Action and some Flames of War stuff and Team Yankee. And I got some other uh, Avalon Hill games that I have yet to play. Um, I got some DVG games in there, you know, Dan Verison games. Um, you know, what's that, Apache Leader and Hornet Leader, you know, those type of games um, that I've yet to play. I think I've played Sherman Leader once. Um, I'm not sure if I was even playing it right. You know, it's very interesting. They're solo games, and I should be playing those more. Again, it's like I should be doing this, but I should be doing that, you know. And um, I can also tell you, because of the lack of convention seasons or the lack of conventions altogether, uh, that has really waned my interest in uh, gaming as well. I mean, the podcast itself has really sparked my interest in very particular areas. Whereas when we were doing the convention coverage, you know, Adepticon and Gen Con, and we did Cool Mini or Not convention, um, you know, and those things, uh, we did Little Wars once. Um, you get really pumped up for all kinds of games. You know, you get that convention bug, and then you want to get play this, you want to play that, and then you get up, and then you find out either A, you have really no interest in playing it or two, it's not what you thought it was or three, it's what you thought it was, but you just don't have time to do it. So, um, I kind of miss doing conventions. So it'll be nice to do this little worse one. And it's a very small, intimate affair. And, uh, you know, it's all historical gamers, so which will be awesome. And, uh, this will be, I think Marty's first time at little wars. And, uh, Chris, I believe is joining us as well. It'll be his first time. And I do have another person, um, Todd, um, my old partner from the police department, um, he reached out to me and asked if we needed help. And I said, I'm not sure because, you know, there's going to be a limit to the number of people. So I'll have to reach out to the guys at Little Wars and see if we can use them for um, the day. So what else we got? So, you know, like I said, there's just so much games and stuff out there. Um, you know, I think it's time to thin the herd a little bit so I can concentrate on what really interests me. And, you know, get rid of stuff that I want going to play or have interest in that I can free up storage, you know, because I, I starting to feel like I'm a hoarder and it's kind of really bothering me. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in Test of Honor, uh, reach out to me, convince me to send it to you. Uh, if you're looking for Wild West Exodus, um, send me an email at setrep.podcast uh, at gmail.com and I'll happily uh, ship it to you. Uh, you just, like I said, you just got to cover the postage. That's all. I'm trying to think what else I have. Um, I might put up some other uh, things um, here and there, just, you know, trying to thin out the herd. Um, you know, we've got a lot of games down in our games library. We turned our old Beast of War studio into the games, games den, games library. Um, a lot of that stuff we're going to keep, you know, I, we got a ton, so much ton of, uh, song of fire, ice and fire, um, uh, miniatures game. Um, but we're going to keep that. I gave away several starter sets, uh, cause cool mini or not the year it was released, gave away a starter set, two player starter set Adepticon. Um, so, you know, we all had, uh, our swag bag tickets. So we each got a set and then we got a couple extra sets for giveaways and other things. And, um, so we had some, so we gave away f several of them, but I still have a few myself, but we're going to play that because eventually we'll either use them in the actual game of Song of Ice and Fire, or uh, I might add them as, um, proxies for, uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, cause some of them look really good and I think they'd fit in nice for some of the armies in Lord of the Rings. But the, I, 
you know, to Gaz's point, I'm trying to get back into the passion that I had for gaming. And I think, you know, part of it is I, outside of Marty and Chris, currently I don't have a gaming partner that'll play my type of games. Dawn loves games, um, but she is really more of a card player and, um, you know, like Magic and Star Wars Destiny are her two favorite go-to games. And she likes fantasy, sci-fi, weird games, you know, like Malifaux. Um, I'm looking at her Harry Potter set that's still in all the boxes. Um, and she's got Twisted, which was an amazing game from Demented Games. Um, so, you know, still needs to be assembled and painted. Um, Gas is working on some, and I was painting up some as well. But, yeah, it's time to thin out the herd. Um, we have Dust. Uh, we have very, com- I don't want to say complete armies, but we have a lot of stuff for Dust. And... I know I, that's how we got Marty and Chris into playing. Um, I don't know. I, I still love Dust a lot, but I'm not sure if we're going to continue with it or not. And that pains me because, you know, uh, Greg and Alicia are really good friends of ours, uh, Dust USA. Um, you know, and they've been wonderful supporting us with uh, product and coming on the shows and doing demos and stuff. But I don't know if I have the drive and desire to play Dust anymore. Um, but on the same token, that's one of the only quote-unquote semi-historical games that Dawn will play. She likes Dust. So we, we made, I think it's one of those things I just got, we got to play it again and get the, the, the fever back, if you will. Um, so we'll have to see. But, I mean, it's a great game. If you guys have not tried it, please do so. You know, again, it's just I got so much stuff I, I want to do. You know, I, I want to build some more terrain tables. Uh, I really enjoy that. You know, we've, we're going to do the one-day table build. Uh, it's going to be a forest, uh, you know, set in the northeast woods, um, you know, for Savage Frontiers or Muskets and Tomahawks, you know, that era. Um you know, and I'm, I'm, I've got these grand ideas in my head, and it's just now do I got to translate what's in my head to paper to the actual physical table, you know. Um, and it's making sure that we have everything we need to do this in one day. We have all the materials right there ready to go. And then we have to plan it out because certain things are going to take much longer to set or dry. And we need to make sure that, you know, we're starting at an appropriate time in the morning. Um, I'm thinking 8 a.m. at the latest and running until, you know, 8, 9 p.m. You know, a, a normal work day, if you will, or a normal wake day, you know, um, to build this table. Because, you know, there's going to be sculptal mold in it and there's going to be plaster castings and there's going to be resin and static grass and paint and you know so we got to make sure that we give it enough time to set uh the nice thing is most of the stuff outside of the resin is pretty fast setting you know uh, or fast drying especially in the right conditions so that's our plan and you know we came up with an idea the other night in the live stream is that if we can pull this off and do it well and do it smoothly that if future conventions that we're covering or going to we will do a one day table build at a convention you know um so you know like do that like on day one or whatever 
you know, I don't know, we have to plan it out because I guess the, you know, what's the right time to do it? Um, and then have that table available for people to play a quick interactive game on, you know, a little demo game or something. So, you know, just ideas, it, it, but it's the execution. Can we execute it properly and can we make it work and not look like we're just a bunch of yokels uh, who don't know what we're doing and just slopping the crap together? Because that's definitely not what we want to do. So, uh, so what do you guys think about the uh, new format where you have a Wednesday night show and then Sunday, every other Sunday for the podcast, and then theoretically, typically there is a Sunday show. Um, you know, Jim does gaming on Sundays. Um, this is unprecedented for Jim because he has literally had, I think, a whole month off now uh, since the end of February. Yeah, he's pretty much had the whole month month of March off for Sunday gaming. Uh, he did a Wednesday night show, but yeah, uh, there's no Sunday gaming today, Easter Sunday. There was none last weekend. There was, um, because we had the release of part two of Ultra Combat Modern. And then the weekend before that, um, I did a gaming video, I believe. And then the weekend before that, did he do it or was he off that one too? Um, I don't remember, but anyway, it's been at least three weeks, if not longer, um, so, uh, he's, he's gotten a well-deserved break. Um, you know, he said he needs some time to, uh, recharge and reorganize and rethink. I hope that means he's not considering not doing any more Sunday gaming. And if he chooses to do so, that's, you know, totally up to him. It's totally understandable. It's a big commitment. Um, we'll, we'll come up with other programming, you know, and again, this is my shout out to all of you guys out there listening, uh, guys and gals. If you guys are interested in coming on the team and presenting or doing a show or joining the podcast, reach out to us at sitrep.podcast at gmail.com and um, let us know, you know, uh, and tell us what your ideas. Um, and we'd be happy to talk to you about possibility of coming on the show. You know, we're, we're all over the world, so it's not like you have to go anywhere. You can do it right out of your uh, house. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll set you up with a decent microphone. And uh, Gaz got a really good one that hooks into his computer. Sounds 100% better than what he was using. And we do it over Skype. You know, the Sunday show is every other Sunday. And, um, you know, obviously, depending where you live in the world, it would depend on the time zone. And, you know, uh, we go from there. So, you know, um, we'll see. You know, if anybody's out there, they have a show idea or want to join one of our current shows, or if you want to do a Wednesday night takeover, um, you know, we'll help you out. We want to grow the channel and we want to, you know, us as a group of five or so individuals, you know, it's myself and Jim and Marty and Chris and Chris and Gaz, you got six team members and, you know, Gaz is still in government service over in the UK. So, you know, obviously that takes priority over everything else in his life um so you know that's one of the reasons we haven't had any view and bruise with gaz in a while um because you know he after the first initial um shutdown they had they've been going full bore getting stuff going so uh he hasn't had a lot of time and again he did have some you know hobby realignment if you will um so you know and and chris 
W, our IT guy, he's pretty much behind the scenes stuff, you know. And then Marty's doing a lot of terrain stuff. I know he did one playthrough video, I think Battle Space. Um, and then Chris Long is our social director, you know, social director like Julie from Love Boat. No, he's our social media director. Uh, so he's doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, just keeping the Facebook page up to date, you know, as well as doing his own updates on his Walkabout Games page. So, you know, that really leaves Jim and I to do the front-end content for video production. Um, so, you know, Jim does a lot of really great stuff with Excel and uh, classic uh, Avalon Hill games and um, Valor and Victory sets and his own rule sets, uh, which are amazing, by the way. Um, I really had a good time when we, we did Kings Mountain. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Um, you know, and then I do some painting and I do some hobby and unboxing, you know, I've done some video game streaming in the past. Didn't seem very popular with our target audience, which is fine. You know, there are other people out there for that. So, um, but yeah, I got a lot of projects to work on, you know, and, uh, we really like the interactive chatting. Um, again, you know, Wednesday nights can be tough for some people around the world because it's a you know time zone issue. Um, that's why I'm hoping to get somebody from different time zones across the world so we can get more people, to be interactive and be part of the, the, the conversations, you know, because when I broadcast at 7 PM at night, it's eight hours later in Europe, you know, so it's the middle of the early, early morning to them. So, um, you know, they can't be in. So they're, they're either watching the recording or just not participating. And we want to uh, up our production value. So I need to work with Chris and Marty and I need them, you know, to start, uh, learning some different things that, you know, they I've just, we just haven't had time to do, um, so they can start creating some video content, um, you know, pre-recorded stuff, and so we can have some really great, you know, video content as well. I know the show isn't as funny as it normally is. We haven't got a lot of laughs like we did last uh, podcast, and you know, um, somebody reached out to me and go, man, you guys were, you know, Jim wasn't there, and you're kind of poking the bear at him. I'm like, it wasn't intentional. You know, uh, I fully expect if I wasn't at the show that they would totally be ripping into me. And, you know, it's just friendly banter. Um, you know, it's that, um, you know, bust everybody's chop. If you've been in the military, you totally understand. And, uh, you know, honestly, um, we wouldn't be at the point we are with this podcast if it wasn't for Jim. And I hope he knows that. Um, you know, I hope he didn't, you know, feel that we were picking on him unnecessarily. I didn't think we were. I didn't think it was that bad, uh, you know, but we, we were making some jokes at his expense because he wasn't there. And it's easy to do when somebody's not there. And they were making jokes. We were all making jokes, you know, at each other. But, um, you know, uh, we appreciate everybody's comments. Um, we'd like to get a virtual gaming club together. Um, if people have interest in a virtual gaming club, uh, please let us know. Again, you can send us suggestions and, uh, you know, either on the post on the YouTube comments, the Facebook comments, or sitrep.podcast at gmail.com. Boy, I'm saying that a lot today, ain't I? And um, let us know if, one, you're interested in joining our virtual uh, gaming club and what games you would like to see because, you know, whether we do it in Excel as a Hex Encounter game or we do it as virtual uh, miniatures game, either, you know, the way Jim has done it in the past or if we try Tabletop Simulator or one of those other ones, um, really need to learn how to play that that thing. I have Tabletop Simulator, and I know there's a bunch of great um 
uh, expansions or add-ons for it uh, so you can play different games um, that would be great so we can have a games night you know or a group of people get together and play different games um, you know so we have a virtual games club until lockdowns and things go away um, I would really like to start a Chicagoland games club um, you know where people can go to play games um, you know like the UK and Europe have really cool game clubs that we don't have here in the US you know, most of the games, quote unquote, clubs, if there are any out here, are mostly based out of a game store. And I would like to get away from a game store and actually have a club, you know. So you know, whether we, you know, work out of a VFW or a American Legion or something like that, you know, on a regular scheduled night and have a games club night, that'd be really cool. And we're real, really, really still hoping to put on a uh, War Game Weekend. Uh, you know, we had the St. Valentine's Massacre that was supposed to happen um, this past February. And, of course, you know, freaking COVID destroyed that. Um, but we had, you know, several people who were coming. And um, we were really looking forward to that. So we're hoping to be able to do that in the future. Um, guys, you know, it's Easter. Um, we've been going for about an hour now. And... Thank you for listening to my rambling. Please, please help us out here. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, share, like, and subscribe to these uh, podcasts to whether on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification bell, hit the the like button, um, because you know I, I guess from everything I've been reading, the more we do that, the more we get promoted, and the more we can grow our audience. Uh, why do we want to grow our audience? Because it brings an influx of new blood, new ideas, and gives us a bigger audience to connect with. And also what it does is it, want, it makes companies want to work with us a little bit more. Um, you know, not for them, not for us to become, you know, a partner with them or anything, but they're more willing to, you know, if we want to review something to send us an item for review or to demo a game, um, or just to get them on to talk to them, you know. Um, so far, everybody we've had on the show has been amazing, and uh, they're really grand, and I hope we've helped them um, promote their product well. Um, but, you know, we can't grow without you all. So please make sure you like, subscribe, share, notification bell, all that good stuff. Uh, look out for our new webpage and uh, our products. And... Until we all are back together again in two weeks, this is Bill Set Rep 6 saying thank you and happy Easter. And I really hope you have a great time gaming, and we will see you soon. You have been listening to the Citrep Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the show. Make sure you like and subscribe to all of our channels on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Remember to join us every other weekend for a new episode of the podcast. And don't forget our other programming on Wednesdays and Sundays. Thanks for listening.